Welcome to the show, everybody. It's time for the Sports 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 Podcast. The only sports comedy podcast that is recorded in this apartment in Los Angeles at this time. Uh, as always, I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. My name is Phil Ranta. Uh, Phil, did you catch any games this week? I did not catch any games this week, no. No, wait, I had a quick question, oh, Phil. Yes. Because I thought, I didn't know if this was a bit or not. Did you really not see any? Have you really this entire time not watched any I games? literally this week did not. No, I, I am being dead serious every episode. I would tell you, and I would be proud of it if I did watch a game, but... Uh, I played a little Assassin's Creed on the Xbox 360. Wow, that's just... That's okay. a game. I don't even know what that I, is. What is that? Is that a it's game, a great but... game. You're an assassin. You you assassinate people. You probably shoot zombies you could, you or You couldn't something. have turned it off for like a half hour to watch a little sports center in preparation for your podcast? What your would have sports been the podcast? Point? I would have just been confused and scared. I guess we have to fill him in. Yeah, fill me in. <laughs> All right, well, there's a bunch of headlines in the world of sports this week, I guess. National Football League is king. And if that king had a prince, it would be the Tebow child. Joel Anderson had some choice words for Tim Tebow's ability, or lack thereof, last week. He had a disappointing first half and then led his team down 15 points, scored 15 points in the final three minutes. Okay, he did not single-handedly score 15 points. A game-tying two-point conversion and then Mm. took him into OT, won the game. The Broncos are psyched. Everyone in Denver is chanting, Tebow, Tebow. T-Bone. I just don't understand how Matt Prater and his 52-yard game-tying field goal has been just completely overlooked here. I don't know who that is. He's their kicker. Oh, that's great. The, the, the most important person in this comeback, I think, if you ask me. And how me. come nobody cares about the kicker? No, but literally nobody cares about kickers. It's true. Nobody cares about the kicker. Okay, so a big. I mean, first of all, let's point out, Miami is now 0-6, right? Miami is a pretty Miami's terrible a team. Miami a really bad team. Yeah. Uh, but a great city. Excellent sangrias. A lot have, of people have, dancing. The hips aren't lying. I've never been to Florida. It's statuesque people walking around being beautiful. Nobody works. I just think it's worth noting that he did not throw the ball well. Did not pass well. The The final pass that put him on the one-yard line for the game-tying touchdown was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It was wobbling. It, it wasn't even a wounded duck. It was a retarded duck. Okay? Like... T- and the guy had to lay out to catch it. And, and so if you ask me, I think Tebow got lucky. That sounds like part of Tebow's strategy was to look weak so that the other team started lowering their defenses False and then sense crush of them. Yeah. The Trojan horse was his old man body. He that's, is an old that's man. That's an interesting right? Most people against the Dolphins have taken the strategy of, this is a really awful team. Why don't we just go ahead and beat them? But well, Tebow decided to play cat and mouse with them for an entire game. And then score 15 points in the last He's two minutes. He's playing mental games like Dexter. Uh, item number two, college football. Woo, yeah. college! A lot of Go good college football. A lot, of, lot of good college football in a stunner. Michigan State uh, upsets Wisconsin uh, at home under the lights. A last-second uh, Hail Mary had to be reviewed. One of the greatest moments of my entire life. And I know the fact that it happened in a sports game that I did not participate in says something about my yeah, life. I'm really sorry about your life. Wow. Yeah, but it's still true because that was truly epic and truly amazing. So we're halfway home. BCS standings are out. Who do you like in the BCS National Championship ah, game? I think it's going to be either OK State or Boise State. I think that someone named OK State can't do really, really well. <laughs> I think they're just going to do OK. 
Here's who I see him playing. Harvard, <laughs> Yale, and Princeton take their best players and make one super group, right? Okay. They come up with a bunch of trick plays. They get Tim Tebow as their quarterback to get that Trojan horse in there. The and they take it all Mighty Duck style. Estevez coach optional. So you heard it here. That's... Phil making the bold prediction that... It is a valiant prophecy. An amalgamation of several Ivy League football teams will join together and win, uh, being coached by Emilio Estevez and running a series of ridiculous trick plays with a star quarterback who no longer has eligibility. I can say in my heart of hearts, this is probably the best analysis we've had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> and totally mean it. So, yeah. kudos, Phil. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be LSU, and I think they're going to be playing... I don't think it's going to be Boise State. I think it's going to be someone out of the Big 12, and I think it's going to be Oklahoma State. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Stanford. One of these I'm going to hem and haw. Oh, it could be Stanford. Stanford has a, a really good way to stay, really good way, really good schedule ahead of them to stay undefeated. Yeah. They're going to house USC next week. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I, I got to give Stanford a shot there, too. If, 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 if any of those teams run the table, they're going to go ahead of Boise State. The NBA has canceled another two weeks of the season. Aren't they just going to cancel the whole season pretty soon? They're doing it very slowly. Yeah. Well, now, like, what if they do have a season? Will it just be a really short season? They might play, like, a half season in the finals. That's what they did during the last lockout. I believe that was 98? 97, 98? I don't don't remember. I don't really follow NBA basketball. In in any case, in the meanwhile, all-star NBA players, uh, Kevin Durant, Allen Iverson, they're organizing tournaments for charity. All-star games... Uh, in Oklahoma City, in Las Vegas, in all these in all these great areas, uh, charging money, but then giving the money to charity. The basketball players are doing it because they want to play the game. Yeah. And the score of the one uh, that Kevin Durant did in Oklahoma City was 176 to 171. That sounds like an awesome game. And if you watch the... Were they playing NBA Jam? Was there like a five-point basket? This was like And One Mixtape Tour, which if you watch was an awesome show. It's not on anymore. <laughs> Isn't that the one where they would do the crazy dunks? Right. That's basically See, I watched what this that was. Game. That's basically what this was. LeBron James doing the windmill dunk. He's bouncing off the glass board, then slam a jam a ding dong right into the basket. Were they like playing against the Washington slam, slam Generals awesome. or whoever the, the Capitals? Who did the Harlem Globetrotters like M- play? <laughs> Washington Generals. Washington Generals. Yeah, it's like an NBA All Star game. There's no defense. That's 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 one of the biggest you know players union representatives. The owners want a salary cap and traveling to be called. Yeah, and so. <laughs> In, 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 in going outside the system, they can play how they want to play. And you know what? I guess I don't miss a season. If they're going to play these awesomely entertaining games with slam dunks and celebrities and the money's going to charity, I don't need an NBA season. See, I need one of these a week. I'll tune in. Yeah. There we go. And that's why professional wrestling is one of the greatest sports <laughs> in the world. Because the same thing. It's all flash. So golf exists. And <laughs> that is news. There are rules yeah. that govern golf, and they've changed one. This is what long considered one they of the never harshest. Do that, do this they? Is, no, it's very rare. And the organizational body that changed it, the Royal and Ancient Golf Club. Oh yeah, my uncle Fergus McAndrews is in that. Interesting. All right. All are they, right. Are they like the not Masons? A, not an action. You, uh, you have to like slaughter a goat in order to get in it. That's not what the Masons do, Phil. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> The Masons are primarily a charitable organization. Sure. It does a lot of volunteer work, you know, networking, that sort of thing. Can I cut a promo against the Masons? Yeah. And, and secondly, Look at him, Mason. secondly, Phil, uh, who told you about the goat? Oh, uh, nobody. Yeah, I, uh, that's right. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Don't hurt me, Masons. I enjoy weaker. Your... Say it again, weaker. <laughs> Don't hurt me, Masons. All right. All right. All right. All right. 
But what makes them royal? Do they come from an, uh... No, no seriously, it's the first word. Uh, it seems like that means that some sort of leader is being passed down generation to generation. Is a king of golf? Well, we know golf came from Lynx, which came from Scotland. Yeah. I think this is, this is just in... Where Fergus McAndrews lives. Right, right. This isn't an actual club where you play, though. It's a, it's a club that does the rules of golf in association with the much less cool-sounding United States Golf Association. Boo. Right? Boo. The golf Who, who's going to listen to those assholes? Right. Oh, we're going to rule change. That's almost as bad of a name as the Masons. I do have to say, if you're on the... <laughs> <laughs> they were actual Masons at some point, Phil. That's why they're called the... But no, if you're on the what, what is it called again? The Royal and Ancient The Royal and Ancient Golf Club. They yeah. can't be called ancient now because they're they exist in the now. Yes, let's but shed they're, off they're that old clothing. They, <laughs> well, let's, they, get a little, let's call them like the Pop Zoom Golf Association. I don't think golf is big in updates, Phil. <laughs> Not unlike the Masons, the Royal and Ancient Golf Club transcends time, Phil. Yeah. So they're like Doctor Who. Yes. Nice. And they've changed the rule. What's the rule? Oh, they've yeah. changed the right. damn the rule. The story here, right? Basically, when you address the ball, when you go up to, say, hit the ball or put the ball. Oh, hello, Mr. Ball. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Ball? <laughs> yes. The, the freshman on the golf team did that a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah, they never got into the Masons. <laughs> but when you address the ball, hello. if it moves without you striking it, you are penalized a stroke. So if the wind blows, when you square up to the ball, before you even touch it, you'd be penalized a stroke if the wind blows and moves the ball. They have changed well, it now that you will not be penalized. The original rule is you don't touch it, it moves. That's a stroke. Well, do you have to play it from where it moved to? Yes. Could you hypothetically get a hole one after the fact because you move up to address the ball and then a gust of wind blows it into the hole? Or, say, an eruption from a groundskeeper trying to kill <laughs> groundhogs. Possible. Yeah. I'm all right. The royal and ancient order of golf is <laughs> in my room. That is a great song. That was. That is, I love that song. song. Uh, Joe Torrey, in his fake executive uh, title, Executive Vice President of Baseball Operations. That's made up. Yeah, is looking into the drinking that went on in the Red Sox clubhouse. <gasps> Uh-oh. Yeah. People in Boston drink alcohol. Some do. Wow. Oh, go figure. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't happen to the Mason Lodge. No. <laughs> Just saying. So only 13 teams in Major League Baseball allow drinking in the clubhouse, and there's talk that the MLB could ban the practice league-wide. Why? Hmm. Like, wh- how does this affect why? You know, and I, w- I, would, I would ask that, too. Is this a kindergarten? They should. They're adults. They can have an adult beverage. They work Thank every you. day, quite literally, during the season. They go a month, and in a month they might have a day or two off. Does in, that mean that if not, they, and that if they includes win weekends, the World working. Series, they couldn't like spray champagne on each other in the locker room very homosexually? No, that's. I, I think they allow okay, that. Okay. Of course. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really. I don't know how. Wh- oh, why it is. You, that's the way I experience it. You think it's gay to spray champagne on each other after? Well, they're they're half naked in the no, locker room. No, no. What are you watching? Uh, they're shaking. never half naked. They have their uniforms on. No, the, no. Yeah. Did you just like Google guys spraying champagne on each other? No, and then... this is the way it's portrayed in movies. This is my frame of reference. 
that when people win something, Our, like half of them have their shirts off and one of them's in a towel and they're shaking the thing. Phil, and is the no, movie in no. question was the movie in question a sequel and was it more than than five? It it might have been basketball. It may have been. They that might not be the best source there. That Phil, was a comedy. That was a comedy. Major League, maybe? There is no more manly act than spraying champagne on another man after having won a significant sporting achievement. Right. What, and, what and, about and grabbing a Tabasco sauce on Admittedly, each other? I think that would be more manly. He, he has a point there. I think it would be more manly if they did it with Tabasco sauce. There we go. And now also, and, and Phil, you have this one, the Bill Buckner ball. Yeah, I was on eBay, as I usually am, to make all of my purchases. And uh, I saw that there was a Bill Buckner ball up there. $1 million for the Bill Buckner ball. Very nice description where I learned some things about uh, how it's cursed and it cursed a team. And uh, it was up for $1 million, zero bids. Right now as we're recording it, the auction's about to end and still no bids. Uh, But Keith Olbermann uh, has been trying to get this ball for a while. Won't put down $1 million on it. I guess not. He was outbid the first time by Charlie Sheen. Ooh. Mm. And then I, 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 the name of the most recent owner escapes me. Yeah, but I, I have, I I have a feeling know. it's probably uh, nerdy make too much money. Yeah, at wow. eBay.com. Do they have they have usernames Maybe there? Maybe Oberman lucked out. These people sold this ball. What if it's like a cursed monkey paw kind of deal? They're like trying to get rid of it. Yeah, then I would think they would mark it down from a million. Like when when did? <laughs> because that's not a good way to get rid of a curse. If I had a cursed monkey paw, I would just give it away. I wouldn't be like, I'll put it on eBay for a million dollars. You're selling it what for too little. Do? Everyone will be tipped to the fact that it's cursed, Phil. But the million dollars would probably be cursed then. Oh, if it's a cursed ball. That's a fair point. And then whatever you spend the money on, then your <laughs> wife's gonna leave you, and you're gonna be alone in your castle, running a royal order of ancient <laughs> something that nobody cares about. Game five of the World Series, Rangers and Cardinals. The World Series probably will have concluded by the time this airs, but in game five there was a bullpen miscommunication in which the noise of the stadium apparently affected uh, LaRusso's ability to communicate with his bullpen coach. Oh, wow. He wanted a righty and a lefty getting uh, loose in the bullpen. Only the lefty was getting loose. Again, tried to get that same righty to get loose later, and so when he yanked the lefty, they were going to bring in the righty. It was the wrong righty. It was a guy who wasn't supposed to be pitching that day. Wow. I can yank with both my righty Completely and Completely missed her. And the, the name. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Look out, world. They would love you. They That's would call you a card. Me. They might call you a card. I'm the Joker card. So, Jordan, how, how, would, uh, how would that even happen? What would that be like well that's this is awesome because part of being a sports podcast we have access i like access yeah to sounds of the game oh my yes sounds of the game so we have access to that we we have the audio we can play now exactly how the miscommunication went down the pitcher's names sound nothing like each other so it'll be kind of interesting oh let's listen in yeah let's let's hear what they got the set deck jeez this is so boring. I should have been a football coach or something. Huh? The bullpen phone. It's my time to shine. Uh, Derek, Tony here. Oh, hey, Skip. How's it going? Managing a baseball game. Yeah, I hear that. How are your kids? Damn it. Pay attention, Derek. I'm currently paying attention. This ballpark is kind of loud, though. Jeepers. What? Grown man's is jeepers. L- listen up. I need you to get a couple of guys loose. On it, Skip. I get this. Boy, howdy, is it loud. Boy, howdy, 
Hold on, Derek. I need a lefty and a righty. Uh, get Rebzinski and Mott. Uh-huh. Get Rebzinski warming up. Got it. The Mark Polish guy getting loose in the bullpen. No, Derek, there's more. Only heard the one. Let's go, Rangers! for your wife here! Cardinal Shh, guys, shh, guys, come on, it's Skip, it's Skip. So, sorry about that. What were you saying, Skip? Mark Rebzinski and Jason Mott. One lefty, one righty. Right, I got that guy. Also, Jason Mott. Mott. Jason Mott. Sorry, I can't hear you. Gonna have to assume you only need one pitcher warming up. Wow. Wow, is right. That bullpen coach was something. Awful, awful. And it was loud, but not that loud. Right. Well, here, here we actually have later on... He, Tony Larusa called back, and there was another miscommunication. Ooh, you sequel. are kidding me! After they blew the game, another miscommunication. Another miscommunication. Here, here, let's listen in. Boy, that was really odd that Skip would have Repsinski pitch to Mike Napoli. Oh, so poor. The phone's ringing. Will somebody get that? Oh, right. I'll get it. I'm the bullpen coach. Derek, it's Tony. Oh, hey, Tony. Right, so I don't think you heard me last time. Ha! I know I didn't hear you last time. Let's have another go. Please get Jason Mott up and ready. Lance Lynn? I thought he wasn't going to pitch tonight. Not Lance Lynn, Jason Mott. (laughs) Well, all right, Skip. Your wacky bullpen management always catches me off guard. Lance Lynn it is. And now it's time for another Weird Sports! Ooh, weird Sports! Fills weird in, Sports. Fills in makeup, everyone. That's what I do. I'm getting more and more extravagant every time. I was going to say, the, the hour you spend in makeup before the Weird Sports segment adds a lot to our recording a time. A lot to, to our pretty recording for time. you guys. It looks it's ghoulish. It's for you. Ghoulish. Well, this this is actually a kind of a little bit of a Halloween themed one. That's why Ooh, I picked this. Okay. Oh, it's right. good. Tis the season. Is it pumpkin chucking? No, it's not pumpkin chucking. Jordan, I I have no guesses. Good guess, <laughs> but no. <laughs> this weird sport, bog snorkeling. No, that, bog that's snorkeling. Bog snorkeling. One of those things is not a word. Okay, yes. I can Im- I can imagine snorkeling in a bog. How would it be competitive? Well, that's the thing. It is bog snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> bog snorkeling is a sporting event that consists of competitors completing two consecutive lengths of sixty yards uh, water filled trench cut through peat bog. So they cut a trench through peat bog. They fill it with water, and it becomes swamp like a swampy mess. Wait, wait no, wow. wait. What is is peat bog a proper bog? Like. This isn't a type I think of bog. Just, I think it's mostly like muddy water. Is it like peat? No, like peat, you, you peat vi- is like like condensed like plant matter of some sort. Right. Peat it's, is where coal comes from. But right. wait, but wait. My my question was: is that is it peat describing the bog, or is this like peat bog in Scotland? No, it's describing the bog. Like okay. It, it is a peat bog. Yeah. Not. It isn't. Peat bog. It is a peat bog. Yeah. Oh. But you know that it's got to be thick because they have to wear snorkels and flippers for it. Ugh. Uh, and they they have to complete the course without using conventional swimming strokes, relying on flipper power alone. They wow. have to do this with what like is the a distance? fish. Uh, it's sixty. It's sixty yards, but they got to go there and back. <laughs> that's a that's a. Fa- 
That's like 120 I, I, wait, yards. Where do they do this? That would be a fairly where short is, swimming race, but I don't know uh, how much. The, you guys are not going to be surprised. It's another one at Land Weird Wells, Wales. We the Welsh? Had, the Welsh again? The Welsh again. Is this the Ugh. same town? It's the as same the, town. No. It's the same town. Are you serious? I forget what the other sport was that had this town. Was it Was it the Man Horse Marathon? It might have been. I questioned toe wrestling. I think it was no, the Man Horse. Yeah, I, I think it was the Man Horse Marathon. I openly question this town's motives. Lantward. They're yes. just trying. They're just trying to get in the Guinness Book. It seems like. It seems like. I bet they are. I mean, the it was started Welsh. in 1976, so it's been going on for a while. Uh, again, it began in the, as a result of an over-the-bar conversation between Gordon Green and a few regulars. God, I think that there's just this one bar in Wales yeah. where all they do all day is sit and be like, you know, it'd be weird if we uh, had to balance eggs on our nose and run a hundred miles. Yeah, let's make it a sport. You yeah, sit that- down at a pub in Wales. Be careful because you're gonna run into someone with a southern accent who <laughs> wants to bet you dumb shit. Basically, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, this, this is the great part. Uh, well, the first uh, world championship of this was held in 85. So they were doing this for Before they years. got up to the so they, they elite nine level. Nine years before it was a fit. They were just like, there's there's probably other good bog snorkelers oh, elsewhere. Sure. Yeah. Who before were not that, it was just for the with. love of the game. It was yeah. just a bunch of people in a bog just having a time of their lives. <laughs> then they had to make it all corporate. But it takes place every August. Uh, in that's uh, when the bogs are good. It's yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's that's the bog season when they're at their boggiest. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Well, they do describe it as uh as the dense way in reed peat bog is where it takes place. Uh, two hundred entrants each year, uh, and it's actually got a sponsor, like one sponsor that puts it on. The sponsor this is my favorite part. is called the Fun Swim Shop. <laughs> That's the sponsor. You'd think like Gatorade or Red Bull, someone who... No, no, no. For, the, for bog snorkeling, no, I would not think those things <laughs> no. at all. It seems like somebody would like take this on, but no, the Fun Swim Shop, that amazing corporation. What can we sponsor that's going to make people think swimming and fun? Right. Well, there's this event that sounds like it's no fun whatsoever, where <laughs> yeah. people that you won't be able to see because they're in a murky water, and you can see their little snorkel go above water, spend an hour trying to mush their way through 120 yards of bog. Perfect! Please I'm, tell me. I'm also imagining a lot of fog around the bog Yeah, might make the signs hard to see if you're the fun swim shop. Right. Not a good so. idea. Yeah, because I imagine there's also witches on the side stirring a giant cauldron. With smoke coming out of it, cackling. (laughs) It's Halloween. Yeah, no, I I have another, and this is a legitimate question, but it also could be viewed as Halloween themed. Do they do like a head count when they get back? Because have you guys seen like footage of those like like peat bog mummies? There's peat bog (laughs) mummies. Oh, there are. Yo, like like ancient people like fall into peat bogs. Uh, and their bodies are like perfectly preserved, like thousands of years later, because it's so densely packed that like no air gets to them. Real? Is that? How it, it's just like the it's just like the are? ice people. Yeah, and people find them. They're like cutting through peat bogs, and they're like, oh shit! And like their skin's all black and kind of withered, but they're still like alive. Like, they, haven't, they haven't been eaten away by. <laughs> they're still or eating the souls of humans. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's a peat bog mummy. <laughs> So I'm just saying, I would... Are you I sure would, this wasn't a Scooby-Doo episode that you no, saw? No, it was not a... St- it's a peat bog mummy! It is not Scooby-Doo and the peat bog mummy. No, there are mummies that get found in peat bogs. And apparently more now because yeah, they're I sending people so. in there willy-nilly. <laughs> and the mummies are going to get them. 
Well, first of all, I should say that the world record holder, 84 seconds. Uh, that's for, fast. 84 seconds for 120, 120 yards. 120 yards is pretty in, fast. In a and not, not no, it's a bog. Just, just kicking. Flippers. Yeah. Through in a the bog. peat bog. That's fast as hell. That's pretty good. I don't, I don't know if I could that. run 120 yards in, in 84 I seconds. Think, I'd probably start I coughing. I think you could, Phil. I'm pr- I'd get pretty 120 tired. 120 yards is not a particularly long distance to run. I couldn't, th- I couldn't run that through a bog. Oh, that's true. I couldn't either. I'd yeah. end up a mummy. That's true. I'd get eaten by a mummy, probably. This is great, though. This is great, though. There's a men's champion. There's a women's champion. And then, for the up-and-comers, there's a junior's champion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Current junior <laughs> champion is Jonathan Hilliard. So, congratulations, Jonathan. I'm sure you're listening out there. Uh, and not congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Hilliard. Right. Where <laughs> are you? You negligently allowed their son to compete in a bog. I just imagine him like a five-year-old with floaties. And they're like, yeah, my son can swim. Get him into the peat bog. <laughs> I don't want to go to the peat bog. I said, peat bog, mommy. So, bog snorkeling championships. You guys want to go next year? I am. I am in. Yeah. I'm not. You guys can go without me. I got frame of flower miles. Perfect. See you there, buddy. I've got a snorkel you guys can't borrow because it would be ruined. (laughs) (laughs) In a peat bog. (laughs) And that was another episode of Weird Sports! IndyCar racers huddle up. First of all, everyone in the IndyCar circuit management is devastated about the crash last week and the death of Will Weldon. Before you guys race today, I just want to tell you about some changes we're instituting to ensure your safety. It is about time. Yes, yes, we thought so too. So the first new rule, instead of wearing your regular driving uniforms, y'all are going to be covered with pillows. You mean, like sleeping pillars? Yes, by covering your bodies in pillows, an otherwise deadly crash will feel like a big leap into a warm comforter on a snowy morning. How the hell are we supposed to race when we're covered in pillows? Uh, It won't be easy, but you guys are athletes. Don't forget, you have to do this for the love of the sport, the need for speed. Well, I won't be able to drive as fast if I'm covered in all that padding. Oh yes, about that. You will no longer be driving cars. You'll be running. You mean... With our lurks? Exactly. Studies have shown that 100% of all IndyCar accidents are caused by cars crashing. By eliminating the cars, we eliminate that threat. So we're just going to be running. Exactly. But don't worry, we're still planning on maintaining the integrity of the sport for all your fans. How the hell are you going to do that? No one's going to want to watch a car race without cars. You're right. Turns out all that yelling can be very distracting. You may trip over your feet when you're doing all that running. So we're going to run all of your races inside of a bouncy house. You mean, like what they have at children's parties? Yes. No fans will be around to bother you because they will find the event ridiculously juvenile. No distractions, no chance of harm. So there's no fans, no cars, and we're running around in a bouncy house. Yup, that's the new face of IndyCar, but I think you'll find it much safer. But I know what you're thinking, what about the STDs? No, no, literally no one was thinking that. Well, we did. What if you're bouncing around during an IndyCar race and your pants fall down at the same time someone else's does? You collide and then bam, you have chlamydia. You mean, like the club? 
We will provide you with a condom that you must wear throughout the entire race, just in case. No, that that is it. All right, I I can't take this anymore. You ever thought that maybe the reason people watch IndyCar is because it's dangerous? Maybe instead of talking about how to make it safer, we just realize that we're all taking a risk to do what we love? Is that how everyone feels? Yeah! yeah. Well, I do, sure do. I do. That's my always felt. Fine. Well, hate to let all these condoms go to waste. Let's go to Danica Patrick's house. Yeah! Daddy, go, go, daddy. All right, and that brings us to the conclusion of the sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we'd like to do a couple, especially for Halloween, violent prophecies. I'm a witch. Oh, man, I want to do Violent Prophecies more. Yeah. <laughs> First off on the docket, number 11, Michigan State, 6-1. and one. At number 14, Nebraska, also 6-1. and one. I've got to say, I think Michigan State's going to pull it out because anyone who can beat Michigan must be a pretty good team. Uh, well, uh, I think in, in Halloween themes, I think Michigan State's been playing Jekyll and Hyde football all year. Ooh, clever. Here's hoping it's Jekyll. I think they beat Nebraska. You know, Michigan State's in the middle of an extremely difficult stretch. They played Ohio State at Ohio State. They played Michigan at home. They played Wisconsin at home. And now they go on the road to Nebraska. I'm dubious they can go 4-0 on that stretch. I'm, I'm going to take Nebraska, and I think the home field is, is the difference there. It's probably smart. Number, number two in the docket, going to go uh, stick with college for one more. Number nine, Oklahoma, coming off a loss against Texas Tech. At number eight, Kansas State. Yes, that Kansas State, 7-0. and Ooh. Wow, I'm going to have to go Kansas State so that when they win, they'll go, yeah, you're not in Kansas anymore, are you, bitch? And then they throw their towel on the ground defiantly. I am, I'm going to go with Oklahoma because I don't know how good Kansas City possibly, or Kansas City, Kansas State possibly be. I completely agree with Joel. I'm gonna also going to go with Oklahoma. I think they're going to be pissed coming off the loss against Texas Tech, and I think they're going to come out and uh, beat the Wildcats. Pro football, NFL is king. New England Patriots, New England Patriots, five and one at the Pittsburgh Steelers, five and two. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, let's say Patriots for no particular reason. Uh, I will pick the upset. I'll go Steelers. Uh, New England very suspect defenses here. I, again, totally agree with Joel. Suspect defense, especially against the run, which mm-hmm. the Steelers have been known to do. It's at Heinz Field. Steelers. Heinz Field. Corporate uh, sponsorship. Yeah. Okay. These things happen. Anyway, so that that's it. But you can contact us. Uh, you can contact us through email. Sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Sports 3 Podcast. That's Sports the Number 3 Podcast. Or go on Facebook and dick around when you should be working. Yeah, seriously. Look for us on Facebook. We're there. All right. It's Facebook.com backslash Sports 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 Podcast. Yes. Uh, that sounds right. And then also just go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com to catch up on our old episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. And check out some of the other shows there. Yeah, seriously. Curtain why not? Jerks. Yeah, there's The Forts. There's Second Column. There's some more premiering soon. I know all these people who do these shows, and they're all hilarious. Yeah, they're comedians. They're good. Check them out. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.